Full send with the driver? Check. Piercing iron through the wind? Check. Low checker, high spinner, flop to a tight pin? Check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. The all-new TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern, engineered for more distance, more control around the green, and better stability in the wind, it's the hottest tour ball in golf. So no matter what shot you face, there's one ball that's better for all. The TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com and Gusto. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll plus benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PCMag. As a listener, you'll get three months free when you run your first payroll. Sign up and give it a try at gusto.com slash accelerate. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for uh, small business owners, sales professionals, um, business leaders of, of all kinds. Uh, we just found out recently that we are on the list of 12 small business podcasts to uh, listen to so you can sell more. On uh, It's on allbusiness.com and then Forbes picked it up, which is really fabulous. Uh, and that is because of the guests who join me. These are folks who have expertise in a particular area of business. And they join me for a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. Uh, that way you can get what you need and implement their ideas and tips and suggestions in your business. Uh, you can even reach out to them to give you uh, more feedback and input and assistance if you need it. Uh, so you can be more successful. That's why we're here. Uh, today is no different. My guest today is Heather Hawkins. Heather is a visibility coach who helps entrepreneurs build wildly visible personal brands using earned media awareness. Over more than a 20-year career, she's helped catapult massive brands like Sony, Sega, Divisions of Apple, Cliff Bar, even David Bowie and Maroon 5. Two years ago, she left City Life, 
moved to the mountains, and started her own agency. Shortly thereafter, she had an epiphany. The PR industrial complex has been perpetuating myths to keep solo business owners from claiming their rightful place in the media spotlight. Thanks so much for joining me today, Heather. Thank you so much, and congratulations on those accolades. That sounds awesome. Ah, oh, thanks. It's really, it is an honor. And, um, and I, you know, I've been very fortunate to have people like you come on and, and share their knowledge with uh, the listeners. So that's how that happens. Love it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm wondering if we can start with you, um, like defining what earned media uh, means, you know, what, what is that? And um what, you know, how does a company go about figuring out how to use it, I guess, or developing yeah. a strategy for using it? Absolutely. So um, I define earned media as any opportunity for getting the word out on yourself or your business where there is a gatekeeper. So that would be any opportunity where you're pitching a reporter and that reporter writes about you in an article that they're creating or you pitch a podcaster and a podcaster has you on their podcast or you know, a producer at a television station, television show, or even somebody who's putting together a conference and they decide to put you on the stage as a speaker. The cool thing about earned media is number one, it's free. Um, the second great thing about it is that there's what we like to call a halo of endorsement that happens when a known entity, so that reporter that people read writing in Forbes, you know, week in and week out, is including you in their article or that podcaster is, is you know, putting you into their podcast. There's a, there's a subliminal, there's an unstated endorsement that happens when a known entity is including you that just doesn't happen when you're creating content yourself or you're submitting articles that you yourself are writing. And then the final thing about it that makes it so great is most business owners and entrepreneurs that I know don't want to pick up a second job as a writer or as a podcaster or as a content producer. So it's a wonderful opportunity to partner with people who are making that content as part of their vocation and actually need people just like you to fill the space, to come on, to make the shows greater, to make the articles relevant to people. So it, for me, um, it's kind of a no brainer for me to reach out to the people who could use my expertise. And I encourage solo business owners, entrepreneurs, small business owners to see the value um, and the expertise that they can bring to the table for people. That's so great. One of the things that I like about what you just said is, um, so, you know, for entrepreneurs and business owners who don't want to pick up a second job writing articles, because that is something that, you know, everyone is told, start mm -hmm. writing, you know, write blogs, write, do this, do that. And, and you can just see people, the gear spinning in their head saying, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I don't have yeah. time for that. Right. Yeah. And the, you know, the frustrating thing. So, I mean, I'm a trained PR professional. I, I have a degree in journalism. I learned how to write in something ridiculous called AP style, associated press style. Um, and it has totally different rules than all the other types of style. And if you dive into it, the way that entrepreneur.com wants you to write, if you're submitting an article to for them is different from the way Forbes wants you to write, is different from the way 
ink wants you to write is different. So like you're almost having to learn all these different styles too on top of everything. And it's so much easier to just form a relationship. That relationship with that media person is gonna pay you dividends. And, and if you do it right, it can end up becoming a two-way relationship that has so much value. Um, and you don't have to learn, you don't have to jump through the hoops and you don't have to learn these things that most people just don't wanna learn. Right. Okay, so if someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, this is great. This is so much better than what I thought I was gonna have to do. Um, what, what would you say is the first absolute, you must do first step before starting to reach out to media? Yeah, so the one thing that you absolutely have to do before you start reaching out is you have to get crystal clear on who you are, what customer you're serving, and what problem you're solving for that person. Um, so I like to call it a brand promise statement. And usually it's structured something like, I help blank to blank by blank so they can blank. And those blanks end up being, you know, I help my target avatar. So getting really clear on who that target person that you're helping is. Um, the second blank is, I help target avatar to solve a problem or realize a benefit. So getting really clear on what benefit it is that you're providing to that person. And then you wanna state in the broadest way possible what it is that you do. So let's say you're a nutritionist. You would wanna say, you know, I help busy moms to, um, you know, drop 10 pounds by helping them make healthy food choices. You wouldn't want to say by doing this really in-depth coaching program, you wouldn't want to inject your offer there, right? Because nobody really cares about your offer. They care about yeah. what the, the larger thing that you do is. And importantly, before you go out to media, you want to make sure what you're saying is future proof. So you don't want to go out to media and say, I'm Heather, creator of the six week smart food choices webinar. If next month I become Heather, you know, creator of a meal plan program. You know, I, I become Heather yeah. creator of something else. And I've actually seen this in play with clients. I had a client a while ago on the agency side um, who they originally went out as a food delivery service, which is why food is top of mind right now. Um, they went out as a food delivery service. Two years later, they were launching as a connected device. That was basically a scale that you could snap a picture with your cell phone. Well, I started going out to media and I was like, hey, here's this connected device company. And they were like, wait a minute, I thought you were a meal delivery service. You know, do you have to use the meal delivery? And you know, the internet does not forget. <laughs> Google does not forget. <laughs> so I don't want you, you know, functionally, I don't want you going out there saying you're doing something that you end up not doing in future because it just creates so much confusion. But also benefit-wise, repetition is reputation. So that's why before you start talking to anybody, you want to get crystal clear on what it actually is that you're doing and state it in a future-proof way so you can get that snowball rolling. Because every time you have to go back and redefine the snowball or change the color of the snowball or chip off a piece of the snowball, you're actually working against yourself. So get it figured out before you start communicating with media and ultimately to customers. I see. Okay. So it's really similar to um, knowing who your ideal client is and, and the problem you solve for them and, and the result, right? Mm -hmm. The value that you bring in the result. It feels to me like, you know, it's the same 
sort of process you have to go through because it's not everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be surprised the number of people who think that they've done this, but really all they did was kind of put down the book when the book got to the section that told them to do this and they glanced off into space for about three seconds and went, yep. Okay. I know. Yeah, I know who I'm serving. You have to write it down. You have to lock it in, print it out, have it next to your desk. It's going to save you so much time. I like to say it acts as a guiding GPS for your business. So you know, every time somebody starts knocking on your door, wanting to sell you a you know, Snapchat course or something, you can look at that statement. You can say, is this person on Snapchat trying to solve this problem that I help people solve? If not, I don't even need to look at that shiny object because I know who I'm talking to. I know where they are because step two in any media relations program is gonna be figuring out where does that person go? to solve those problems so that you're targeting your efforts on the right person in the right place to hear your message. Yeah, I think that is critically important. And, and um, when you were saying that, I was remembering an experience I had where someone tried to sell me on the idea that I should be in their magazine <laughs> when their magazine was really business to consumer focused and I am not. Mm -hmm. And 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 they showed me a whole bunch of samples, uh, uh, months and months and months of the magazine, and I and I asked, so do you have anyone who sells to businesses? Have you had anyone in this? You know, and do you know what their results were? Oh yeah, I'm sure we did. I'll get back to you. And then <laughs> you know, crickets. You know, because yeah, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, and and it yeah. can look like it's really great, but isn't necessarily for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just something about it that, that I think once people lock it in. So I had a, I had a client the other day who felt like she had to create a service for a group of people that often use the services of her type of person. Um, she felt like she had to create the service for this group of people she doesn't even serve. And when I was sitting down with her within five minutes, I was like, why are you feeling the pressure to create this service. She's like, well, because everybody's telling me that I have to have a service for this group of people because, you know, and I was like, you do not, you do not have to have yeah. a service. And she actually sent me a message. She was like, I could feel the weight come off my shoulder. She was like, I was kinder to my children tonight because I didn't have, <laughs> like, that's the kind of weight that people carry around when they don't know and they don't feel empowered to say, I realize that group of people is spending boatloads of money on something that looks a lot like what I do, but that's not what I do. And it's okay yep. for me to say no to that. Yep, exactly. Right. You got to stay true to your audience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, if once again, listener thinks to themselves, okay, I hear it. This is so much better than what I thought. And I'm still really, really busy. And you're telling me that, I, you know, there's things I need to do to build my personal brand and, you know, get media attention for it. What, is there something that you could say to them, okay, if, if you have 10 minutes a day, this is what you should be doing with that time that will have an impact and, and get you results. Absolutely. Um, two thoughts on this. So number one, um, if you have 10 minutes a day, if you want to start getting your feet wet, if you want to do this, the absolute easiest way to figure out what media might want to know from you 
there is a website called helpareporter.com. It's free to sign up for. Um, and on that website, reporters from US News and World Report, Oprah Magazine, the Associated Press, all the way down to kind of some of the more smaller targeted blogs are on there simply asking questions and saying, hey, can anybody talk to me about search engine optimization and this thing I heard about search engine optimization? Hey, can anybody talk to me about apple cider vinegar and the 249 things apple cider vinegar? Hey, can anybody talk to me about this trend in, you know, whatever industry? So it is, you get 150 um, on average leads sent to your inbox twice a day. And all you have to do if you see one that you want to respond to is just respond and say, hey, I am an expert in XYZ. Here's my response to your question. People write back if they like your response. It is the quickest, easiest, and lowest entry, um, lowest barrier to entry way to start getting quoted in media. I was talking to a podcaster the other day and I mentioned Harrow. She said, oh my goodness, I was on it for a week and I ended up getting quoted in Self Magazine which is yeah. National Glossy Massive Magazine. So if you just want to start getting a sense for what it feels like to have some conversations with media where you don't even need to be pitching at all, you're literally just answering a question and they even tell you exactly how to answer it. <laughs> Sometimes we'll even tell you how many words and to include a photo. Um, that is a great place to just start getting your feet wet. The second thing, you know, if you only have 10 minutes, is, and I believe every single business owner should be doing this anyhow, and it, you know, I just, it crushes me that they aren't, is identify the five reporters that matter the most in your space, that matter the most, you know, to your customer, that are, that are the most influential in your space, and start following them on social media, start reading their articles, you can pop in once a week if you set up a Google alert for them and look at your Google alerts on them and just figure out what they're talking about. It is amazing to me how many business owners don't even know what topics are being covered on their space in the media, you know, what the kind of trends are. And this is a great way for you to, yeah, start to get to know what kind of stories would be appropriate, where you could fit in the greater conversation. But it's also gonna make you a better business owner in the process. It's gonna make you a better business person in the process just to know what's being talked about out there. That's a great suggestion. Both of them are, I, I use Harrow. Um, yeah. I love it. I've been had the opportunity to, to participate in a whole lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm so glad that you brought it up. I, I wouldn't have thought of it, but you're absolutely right. It, it's, it's huge. It's easy. Um, the only thing I would say is that people have to make sure that they respond the way the person asks you to yes. respond. Yeah. Right? A little I, yeah. I do a lot of coaching of people around Harrow. I actually have a lot of, of free programs that I do just because I think that it's so powerful. But I also know that since I'm introducing people to the Harrow community, people have got to be respectful of the fact that they've been invited, you know, into this community, really. And so, you know, I have reporter friends who are like, I don't understand why you put up something on Harrow. Why would you, would you respond to something on Harrow and then be on a plane for the next two days or be camping like out of range if you're <laughs> if you get in touch with me be available and so you know yeah. those are those are the kind of basic niceties and then also if somebody is asking for a specific 
piece of information and you're kind of, you know, three steps away, do not send them an email and say, Hey, I saw your request for, you know, purple t-shirts. I happen to have yellow t-shirts and yellow t-shirts are just as good as purple t-shirts. Like that is not the place. <laughs> that is not the place to be trying to do that. And, um, you know, the other one is if you're on Harrow and you don't open it within a couple hours of receiving that email, the deadlines are so short. It's probably yeah. best for you to just let it go because there's going to be other opportunities. They come up all the time. Um, just let it go and don't respond unless you're really spot on what that person's looking for. And that's, that's kind of the respect of that community. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so, so when you were saying about finding the, you know, five top reporters in, you know, the, who matter the most in your space and start following them, is that, so then that's one way that you can identify what they care about and what they want and need to be talking about. So like that would be what they would want to hear from me as a, yeah. someone who wants to contribute. Yeah. So this is a little hack that I encourage okay. that people use when they're starting to follow the media. Um, say you're following a reporter and you're, you found that person who's really active on Twitter and then also um, writing articles. You can kind of look at the stuff that they're sharing personally in the articles that they're writing as if it were a dinner conversation. So if you're listening to somebody having a dinner conversation, trying to decide when you're going to jump in, you're not going to jump in and say, oh my goodness, you just talked about yellow t-shirts. I also have yellow t-shirts and would like to talk about yellow t-shirts, right? You're going to look at what's the next step in that conversation. How do you level up that conversation or how do you provide additional value to that conversation? So media doesn't want you getting in touch saying you just covered this. I also do this, right? Yeah. And yeah. they don't want you saying, you just covered this. Let me talk to you about something completely different that has nothing to do with that. Um, you want to find that next step up. So it's either the next step forward or the next level up or broadening of that trend that they're talking about. So once you get a sense for what a person is talking about, it's going to help you immensely. Because if you just sat in a room and came up with five pitch topics, Without looking at the media, I guarantee those pitch topics, they're just not going to be a match. So the best way to figure out what media wants to hear from you is to listen to what media is talking about right now. And then you also want to kind of have that nuance. So there are, um, there are databases out there that will sell you, you know, thousands of reporters' email addresses and they have categories. So like this person covers wireless networking. Well, how do you know if that person is covering wireless networking as a good thing or if that person is some sort of like a conspiracy theorist, like mm -hmm. left wing chemtrails person who's covering wireless networking because they think it's gonna be the death of us all. And then you're getting in touch being like, oh, you must love wireless networking. Well, you know, you can't make assumptions just based on some name in a database. You really have to listen and know that's the only way that you're going to be able to have that pitch that that matches that reporter exactly. Um, Cision, which actually owns Harrow now and is one of those companies that wants to sell you that incredibly expensive media database, um, they did a, a survey of reporters last year 
and found that 80% of pitches that reporters get are not even the right category, not even the right industry for what the reporter wants. So you can be in the top 20% just by doing some really simple listening. Wow. That's crazy. And what an opportunity for the rest of us. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a quick sponsor break, and then I will continue the conversation on the other side. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com and Gusto. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Breathe to Succeed by Sandy Abrams and Leading Loyalty by Lena Renee. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Everyone loves payday, but loving a payroll provider? That's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and management tools to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern. You might just fall in love yourself. Listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. So visit gusto.com slash accelerate to check it out. Today we're speaking with Heather Hawkins about how to get and use earned media exposure. So you said something earlier about building a relationship with um, a reporter. And then we were just talking about, you know, following someone and paying attention to what they're talking about and, and what trends they're paying attention to what matters to them. Um, I have sort of a a two-sided question. Um, The first is, do you have tips for then how to start that relationship? Because, you know, we talked about what not to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you can talk about how uh, the benefit of it is different than that submitting articles on LinkedIn and to the media, you know, trying to write for other people, uh, you know, other, like trying to write for Inc.com instead of building a relationship with one of the reporters. Yeah, absolutely. So um, how do you start building that relationship and ultimately how do you reach out? So I encourage people um, to start simply by engaging with, almost every reporter right now has a social media handle, right? Um, So starting to engage with them lightly on social media, where it makes sense, don't be that idiot who's thumbs upping everything, like all of a sudden comes in hair on fire and is like, I totally agree on every single comment, but where it makes sense for you to form a connection, you know, start liking and commenting. If there's a way for you to lightly have that first outreach, so for example, a comment on something on um, something they shared on social media, be completely unself-serving. I highly recommend that. So the other day I was um, a 
client of mine is interested in getting into Forbes. We were following a reporter on social media. And this reporter was all the time asking, hey, does anybody happen to know? He was looking for a bodybuilding coach. Um, I don't know why this whole conversation, I swear I don't just work with nutritionists and bodybuilders. It's turned into that kind of a, turned into that kind of a conversation. Um, but you know, if you happen to know a bodybuilding coach, even if that's not what you do, be of service. I would love it if the first time you reach out to somebody and they start to see your name is just simply you being of service. After that, when it's time to actually make outreach, because you can kind of start to sense, it's kind of like playing a game at double dutch jump rope, if you remember that when you were yeah. in elementary school and knowing like, okay, they just wrote an article about this and now they posted something on Twitter. You know, now's the time for me to reach out. That first time that you reach out, um, first of all, I always encourage people to find somebody's email address or to direct message them on social media if they've ended up getting that reciprocal um, follow on social media and they can't find their email address. Otherwise, reach out by email. Do not bother reaching out on the contact field of a website thinking that's going to get to anybody because it doesn't. Um, and the first outreach should include something super specific in the upfront that says, hey, I read your article about XYZ. I noticed you like XYZ and have that instant personal connection of I've been listening to what you're saying. Therefore, what I'm about to say is actually of interest to you. Um, and then when you start turning it around to your area of expertise, not saying, you know, I am a digital marketer who has a six-week program working with blah, blah, blah but saying, have I, I'm sure you've noticed this trend. I always like to go back to trends. I'm sure you've noticed this trend. Have you also notice that this other trend is up and coming in this space. Let me offer you some information on the fact that there are people that are catapulting off of what you're already talking about and taking it to a next level. So that's kind of the tone that you want to take with media. It's not right about me, right about my services, right about what I'm doing, but it's have you noticed that this thing that you're already very interested in you know, has this other adjunct. I can introduce you to some people who are doing this. I can provide some additional information. I can provide some additional resources that will help you basically take this to the next level or will help make it really easy for you to explore this further step, right? And something that you're already talking about. So far too often, um, people will come in and say, you know, hey, I noticed that you write about this service. I also provide this service you know, here's a press release about my summer sale and here's my bio and here's my whatever. And it's like me to say, what, what on earth am I supposed to do with this, right? Um, so that first email, I always like it to have a little ego stroke as far as like, I'm listening to you. I've really enjoyed what you had to say about blah, blah, blah. Um, not in a blowing smoke kind of a way, but in an authentic yeah. kind of a way. Yeah. Um, and then just a short paragraph that says, did you know I can provide some information interested, do not vomit all that information into that email. Just open the door. Say, hey, are you interested in hearing more? And that's really the best way to start that relationship. It should not be more than two paragraphs. It shouldn't, it should not include your bio, your headshot, all that nonsense, because you signing your email and saying the name of your company, media is not dumb. They know why you're getting in touch, right? And just yeah. simply you saying, you know, Heather Hawkins of, you know, Summit Nutrition Strategy, which is actually a, one of my clients' companies, um, 
says, okay, this person knows something about this industry. That's why they're getting in touch. You don't have to telescope that to them. You don't have to like include all this stuff that they're not going to want to hear. So for that first email, I would really have you look at it conversationally. Absolutely think about what value you're bringing and absolutely have it be a human to human email. So don't include crazy weird language. I've had clients, I actually had a client who had a product that was available for sale on the internet, reach out to a reporter throwing around words like embargo and exclusive and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, how are you offering an exclusive to somebody on product that's shipping? And anybody, like, there is no embargo. There is no exclusive here. Like, and he's like, well, I just knew that, that reporters like embargoes. I was like, reporters hate embargoes for one thing. And, um, for another thing, like you don't have to overdo it. You don't have to over PR it. The one thing solo business owners have that no agency can do for them is radical authenticity. Reporters, I can't tell you how many times reporters have said, can I just talk to the person? Like, I just really want to talk to the business owner because you're able to represent yourself far better. You're able to be a better interview. You're better. You're able to, you know, have more newsworthy opinions if you're just being authentically you. Boy, that is fabulous. I, I just love that. And, and it, it's so, I think it should be so much easier for people if they lead with being helpful as opposed to what's in it for them, you mm -hmm. know, personally. They'll get what's in it for them. I love that. That is really terrific. So there's um, a belief out there that, before anyone can reach out to media or start building this relationship, they have to have a really deep uh, database of connections that, that what media is looking for is, okay, but how can you help me get this in front of people? So is it really, is that really a thing or is that more with maybe marketers? Ugh. Gosh, you know, it kills me that there are so many companies out there. I talked to one the other day, I'm not going to name any names, but they're basically selling media emails to solo and small business. And they allow you to email 10,000 reporters a month using Whoa. their system. I have, I've been running a million dollars a month of PR through big agencies and not had a reason to be spent to send 10,000. I, I would be hard pressed to think of a reason why you would any, why Apple computer or why IBM or, you know, would need to be sending 10,000 emails to reporters a month. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It is not a numbers game. It's a, it's a relationship game. Um, and when people get overwhelmed with how much time is it going to take me to do this? Well, that's, I encourage people to really only have, you know, five or six media on their radar at any given time that they're getting to know and that they're actually developing relationships with. It, it is not about knowing every reporter everywhere, blasting something out to 10,000 people. And a lot of times, um, another thing that kills me, and it kind of goes back to the PR industrial complex thing, is when you tuck further into a lot of the how to do your own PR stuff and information that's out there, it is actually being put out there by PR agencies who have an end goal of getting you to say, 
this is too much work. I'm just going to hire an agency. I actually paid to download a course on Udemy the other day um, just to see kind of what it looks like because I was considering doing one and it was put out by somebody who has an agency and it was called How to Do Your Own PR in the Fashion Industry. And every, every bullet point, every slide had a bullet point that was like, and you should really hire an agency. And even went so far as to say, if an email is not coming from an agency URL, they're not going to open it. If, if media doesn't recognize the sender, they're not going to open it. Um, none of that is true. Again, I can't tell you how often reporters have said to me that they want to talk to more real people, that they're, you know, talking to PR people. They're like, I, you know, I get it. I get what people have. I would much rather just talk to the person. Um, so I don't want people to believe that. And I want people to tuck in a little bit deeper. If somebody's telling you that you need to email 10,000 people, is it because they're trying to sell you 10,000 email addresses or is it because they're actually telling you how to form relationships and get the word out there? Thank you for that. I always wonder, cause you see those things all the time and it's this free download and then you're just bombarded with all sorts of other stuff that really does make it seem like it's overwhelming. Uh, yeah. it I mean, in that case, it is. Um, so talk to me some about uh, companies that have a product. So it, it's, it's not them, you know, the, they're not service-based, not them that they're building a brand around. They have a product. How do they get their product out into the media? So one thing for product people is definitely Harrow because it's a great place to find those gift guide opportunities. The second thing for product is that you absolutely have to build a personal brand around a product or a trend around a product. If you start making outreach to media saying, hey, I wanna to talk to you about my product, they're gonna say, awesome, kindly let me hand you off to Jim in the ad department who's happy to help you talk about your product. So the, the way to get a product recognized is to build a personal brand around you and why you were exactly the right person to create this product to solve a problem that your customer is having. So it kind of goes back to the conversation we had at the very beginning of this podcast. You know, media doesn't want to talk about things. They want to talk about trends and solutions to problems and, and ways that people are approaching problems. And they love talking about juicy personal stories. So you being the person who was exactly right to do this is a story that they will love. Um, if you make outreach and say, hey, here's this product, you know, I can, I can tell you having done product roundup pitching and reviews pitching and stuff like that, those opportunities are really few and far between if you can't create something else that goes around the product. Got it. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. So, um, Are there, how do I want to ask this question? Are, are there um, like red flags that solopreneurs should watch out for when they're trying to enter into and navigate this world? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, you know, we already talked about one of them, which is anybody who wants to say that they're going to take your thing and mm -hmm. blast it out to thousands of people. Um, you know, and there are a couple of them out there that I've, that I've been researching and investigating. And it's, you know, one of them 
will take your quote media alert and blast it out to people. And then they actually apply a, a autoresponder funnel thing to the back end to like, I guess, keep bothering the person after the person doesn't respond the first time, <laughs> I guess. Um, anybody who's selling you anything that has to do with numbers and doesn't have to do with building relationships, I would be cautious of. Anyone who is saying we get paid, paid by the placement. So anybody who's saying, you know, we can get you 50 placements and, and you'll pay us, you know, X amount per placement because there are ways to game that system. Um, you know, you could pay me $460 today. I could put out a news release on the wire tomorrow. I could tell you, you were in the New York times, Washington post, you know, I could even show you a screen grab of where your press release showed up on all these really high value places. Nobody goes there. Nobody's seeing that. That's not going to be moving the needle for you at all. Um, and it's like, there are so many ways to game the, the paper placement thing. It's really about relationships. And, and here's another thing. A lot of times people hire PR agencies and they say, well, the PR agency is building these media relationships on my behalf. Yeah. I encourage you to say that again the day after you resign the agency and you realize you can't pick up the phone and call that person because that person has been talking to somebody at your agency. The relationship is with that person at the agency and your agency is probably on the phone with your competitor saying, we have a great relationship. <laughs> we have a great relationship <laughs> with Diane. You can get her on, your on, on uh, her podcast, right? Um, because yeah. they're building the relationship themselves. So you're not really getting to keep that relationship. So, you know, with agencies, there's just, and I don't even want to say agencies because a lot of these gamey, um, you know, tech solutions, whatever, are not even really agencies. Um, you know, if you're really not putting, I say like $4,000 a month, $5,000 a month, there's not a whole lot an agency can do for you. I mean, that's really $4,000 a month, $5,000 a month. Once you account for meetings and, and subscriptions they carry on your behalf, that's really only a person spending maybe an hour a day, a you know, per month, um, wow. paying really focused attention to your business. So anything that happens below that, things can just get just a little shady and you just really want to be super aware what am i getting for this you know what does a re relationship building what's their philosophy about relationship building versus spam you know or a numbers game or you know how really what's their strategic approach to it yeah that's wonderful thank you for that this information is so valuable because this is you know, we're in this whole new age where marketing and advertising and all of those things has changed. And I feel like it, you know, continues to go through these very interesting changes. And people are being bombarded with a whole bunch of people telling them how they should be doing it. And, um, you know, to be able to have you share from, from you know, uh, the, the position of having been there and you're doing it and, and you're teaching people how to do it, the, the truth of, you know, what it's really all about and that just like sales, it's about relationships mm -hmm. um, is invaluable. I Thank you so much for oh, sharing that you yeah, have this information. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you and, and what you've got going on, please? Yeah, for sure. The, the quickest and easiest way to know what I'm up to is to go to heatherhawkins.live. And I keep that URL up to date with 
you know, whatever the, you know, offer that I have, like right now I have a free e-course that people can download. That's a three segment e-course that covers all of the stuff of building your brand and how to start making outreach to media and just kind of the mindset that you need to have to understand that this stuff is accessible. The second best place to find me is on Facebook. So Heather Hawkins biz is my public profile. It sounds so fancy. My public profile um, page on Facebook, but on there, I will always be talking about whatever the, the latest thing I'm doing is. And then I also have a free group on Facebook called media Mavericks. And that's a group where we talk really nitty gritty, how to, I help people look over their pitches. I help people look into media that they want to target, figure out what the opportunity might be, help them kind of figure out what trends they might be able to use to get in there. So those are really the three places, heatherhawkins.live, Heather Hawkins Biz on Facebook, and then the Media Mavericks group on Facebook, which I launched, I um, linked to from Heather Hawkins Biz. Great. Thank you for that. And listeners, uh, you know, look her up, get connected, get more of this learn more of this so that you are getting that earned media uh, the right way, or if at all, you know, that there's a way to do it where mm -hmm. you will be successful. So uh, speaking of listeners, thank you for mm -hmm. tuning in and uh, listening to this episode and, and other episodes. We appreciate you. I'd also like to thank our sponsors, audible.com and Gusto. To get a free trial of audible.com and a free audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com slash business growth to sign up. For payroll processing you'll love, sign up for a demo of Gusto today at gusto.com slash accelerate. Listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, Goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Full send with the driver, check. Piercing iron through the wind, check. Low checker, high spinner, flop to a tight pin, check, check, and check. No matter which shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. The all-new TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern, engineered for more distance, more control around the green, and better stability in the wind, it's the hottest tour ball in golf. So no matter what shot you face, there's one ball that's better for all. The TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.